Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Happy pre-Christmas. Hey, you guys, it's Don and Doug's birthday tonight. So we got to be singing. Everybody take a minute and be singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, BBS. Happy birthday, Don and Doug. So I hope they resonate with so much fun and joy for the next year and before and after and all. <laughs> this is Veronica Antwistle saying, hi, everybody. Let's all get together and learn how to transcend the difficulties on the planet. Have you noticed there's a lot of crap going on? There's a lot of stuff going on and people are going, oh, are we okay? And the guides were reminding me earlier that when we want to create our reality, excuse me, I have to clear my throat for a second. <clears throat> when we want to create our reality, we got to really pay attention to how our fields are inside of ourselves. And what we're reminded of is the fact that you're a vibrational being of light, and so am I. And being a vibrational being of light, we have the ability to bring pictures through, bring thoughts through, our minds and radiate that out there and actually relay pictures out into the collective. So some of you are going, ah, yeah, yeah, we already know all that, except that and I talk to a lot of people and I see a lot of people being tripped up by trauma. And it's kind of hard in the moment to remember. Uh, there's a woman I was talking to today who's really in a very, very difficult um, state of being right now. And she wanted to know what to do. And I said, well, first of all, you won't elicit any help if you're radiating out nothing but drama and trauma and the vibrations she was emanating were just uh, sort of scary and, and we were sort of, it was such a good teaching tool because it was like when you prod the people out there with the kind of trauma that you're radiating, what happens? They get defensive. So the kind of uh, dream pictures you and I want to create aren't going to come back from that. What's going to come back from that is kind of a jagged picture or a defensive picture or uh, everybody avoiding you picture, that sort of thing. So it really made me think a lot about creating our reality. And I don't know how many of you listen to uh, Paradigm Shifters, and it's now, I think it's up on the podcast. Bob's been really busy, but he's been putting up the, the shows on the podcast. So we'll see when it's going to go up. Now you could just help yourself on my site, or you can help yourself on iTunes or Stitcher. But this one was, I chose it, even though it was from 2010, because it's impeccably useful. Galexis, as you all know, is a channeled group of beings through Ginger Matro. And they were frequent guests on the show for a while, for a few years there. And I need to get back at it and do it again. But just listening to this show recently, I realized how important it is for us to reaffirm that Basically, there were a number of things that were said. One is um, uh, we are able to, it's like the universe is downloading all kinds of frequencies now that are new. Our collective, our way of being as a group or as a species is picking up frequencies. It's becoming, a, um, we used to be kind of thicker, vibrationally thicker beings, and now we're getting lighter and higher frequencies. And in that ability, we can see 
uh, how can I put this? What we can be far beyond anything we used to imagine being. You know, we keep always referring to this thing. If somebody 200 years ago arrived and saw us right now, we'd be shimmering. And it, and by the same token, if we looked at ourselves in 200 years or, or what life is like, it would be more than shimmering. It would certainly be see-through. The normal... Um, a lot of people that come to see me, whether they're passed over in terms of uh, ended this life or whether it's just the, the higher selves or the essence of the being that comes to visit me. And I can somehow tell that they're not actually, in quotes, dead, that they're um, just they're traveling out of their body right now and they can stay and visit. But these beings are always see-through. You know, you can just look right through them. And I, what I really like about that is it reminds me of what we're talking about, which is you and I are vibrational beings of light first and foremost. And we download into the physical. And we have terrific support to be ever-increasing vibrational, ever-increasing what am I trying to say? Our vibrational rate is speeding up as human beings, and we want that. And if you choose it, and you got to choose it, say this, this: these changes will go on throughout your beingness, okay? Because they, it's part of what's happening. We're lifting the species. But to choose it, you really want to choose that. You want to go with it because when those vibrational rates change inside of you you can feel chaotic you can feel and chaos of course is an essential phase to creating isn't it you can feel chaotic you can feel frightened you can feel heartbroken or sometimes in the middle of heartbreak or grief what happens is those changes are you're primed for being able to make changes and to move the emotions through and reach for a higher level of self. Who was it was talking to me the other day about the highest part of being a human being is our emotional nature? You know, I, I don't know if we should use qualitative terms like that because I think we need the mind and I think we need the heart and I think we need the emotions. Um, it was a neurologist he was telling me all this kind of thing. That the, the special thing about being a human being is our emotional nature. Our emotions are really important. And just because sometimes they run things and then we don't really get to be very intelligent about our lives, we eschew them or we say, oh, we shouldn't be all emotional. Yeah, we should. But it's like, what do we do with the emotions? Do we let them hang like an old sack inside of us? Or what do we do with them? Well, we use them as um, feelings, feelings that tell us how we are, feelings that tell us what we're afraid of, feelings that tell us what we felt like under similar circumstances, feelings that tell us what we're going to reach for. But one of the things about choice is learning how to grab hold of the feeling in your consciousness and move it through your body. I always tell the same thing, which is figure out where it is in your body. Move it up and through your body and release yourself from the repeated pattern of that. So where was I going with this? I was talking about transcendence and the kinds of things that uh, Galexis was talking about, which is the nature of change. Change is inevitable. Change is invariable. Change can be very disruptive. 
change is evolutionary. And the only way we can find it that way is to really look at what's going on and see a lot of the pieces that are breaking up that are chaotic inside of ourselves and then allow ourselves to maybe steer the ship or just actually allow that the change is going on. The allowance itself is going to make it much easier for all of us to go through changes. We've heard these stories, jumping around a little bit, but we've heard stories about change saying that uh, would people choose to move with higher and higher frequencies consciously to do that, they're going to separate from people who don't choose it. And some of that is a little bit awkward because if you're flying way high, you can look down or you can look at the people in, who are choosing the old vibration. They don't want to release the security and so on. You can look at them, but they can't really see you anymore because you're vibrating at a different level and you just don't run into each other you know how you have synchronicities and you run into whatever it is you're thinking about and you run into people that are talking about the very thing that you're talking about and so on um apparently we're, we're going to be separating from one another in such a way as a lot of us that we will not actually be running into one another you just don't run into people who aren't kind of like you after a while I don't mean just like you. It's not like you all have to be in the same uniform. But vibrationally, you're going to run into people that are much more harmonious. Who is it was telling me a story? I love some of the stories I'm hearing lately. Somebody was saying, <clears throat> you know, he was, uh, he was at a conference. And it was all about money and business and so on. And this guy that he was with, uh, it was a lot of spiritual teaching as well. And the guy that he was with was just incredibly victimized. Oh, hey, it was this, and that's not working, and nobody gives me a break. And, you know, you can just imagine a whole bunch of victimized about money things. We've all done some of it anyway. Anyway, this <laughs> fellow also heard a big talk about, like, uh, for example, if somebody's victimized, and if you just recognize it and you understand that that's what it is, and then you get busy cleaning all the victim out of yourself, the other person will disappear. And in this case, they were sharing a hotel room, and he came back from, one of them came back from his class and did his meditation and so on, expecting the other fellow to show up. But he discovered later the other fellow had packed up and left. And that all happened within uh, two hours of hearing this thing about the victim. If he wants to stay a victim and you're really working your issues and wanting to move it through you and not let yourself be a victim, the other person just has no harmony with you, is gone. So there's no real dissension, just the fellow left. I thought that was a really good way of explaining how, how uh, when we change and grow, you know, we don't all stay in the same neighborhood, you know. <laughs> anyway, let's do our meditation. You want to do a meditation? We'll do a healing meditation in our sacred geometrics. And, uh, and I really recommend that for any of you who feel like it, go in and um, check out the um, copy download the Galexis uh, tape on um, the Galexis interview. It was all about uh, changing your reality and all about creating your reality and all about the ascension processes that are happening a little more slowly than a lot of us hoped, but that are going on now 
and they're going on for the next 10, 20 years. It really helps to get through the crazy times in our world politics or world economics or the world domination stuff that's going on in various levels, whichever way you approach it. All right, let's call in the presence. I like to call in the presence and ask the presence to bring in its great golden paintbrush. (laughs) Just relax, take a couple of deep breaths. Good. And above your head, about two miles, see there a golden ball, a radiant golden ball. And below your um, spine, about 40 feet, another golden ball. Now I want you to drop a filament, a gold filament of light from the upper golden ball down through your spine and into the lower golden ball. Now from the upper golden ball, I want you to drop a three-sided pyramid. Make it gold as well. Gold is a high-frequency energy. It's one of the highest frequencies, although I think... Well, anyway, we won't get into that right now. Just drop a golden pyramid, three sides to about waist height. Push it out so you've got room to play under it. And then upside down, another three-sided pyramid. And its point goes into the lower golden ball. And now the two pyramids meet base to base, which creates a big diamond structure, doesn't it? You see that? And it's really radiant and shiny. And inside that diamond structure, create for yourself a crystal ball. And when I see the crystal ball and think of the feminine energy, I always see all these spectral hues that float around this crystal ball. And inside of that, there is a star tetrahedron. It's like a three-dimensional star of David. And inside of that is you. Remember, you're skewered with a beautiful golden filament of light running from the upper golden ball all the way down through your spine and into the lower golden ball. And outside of that, outside of you is the star tetrahedron. And outside of that is the crystal ball. And beyond that is the great diamond structure called the double tetrahedron. And now I want you to spin and spin and spin in the first section, in the first... the star tetrahedron spin and spin and spin and spin. Good. Whenever I do that, I feel sort of dizzy and like my arms get stretched out as if they're spinning. <laughs> what happens to you? And look in front of you. There's a beautiful screen, a magical screen as you spin. And the screen is still. And what we're going to put on the screen are little movies. You're going to create little movies, filmmaker that you are. And the first movie is you becoming what you want to become. And I always put the same thing up. I want to be consciously multidimensional. That means I want to be able to be in dimensions of my choice and really be actively aware of where I am at any given time. What is it you want? You don't have to want the same thing. You can want whatever you want. But what you want to do is see that movie where you're becoming that. You're becoming that. Good. And when I feel like I'm actually able to see myself and feel myself becoming that, whatever it is I want, I wrap that in light and move it over to the side. 
And now the second screen is you creating a project of your choice. I have a few dandy ones I want to create, right? And um, I'll start with a simple one today. I say my book. My book is just about finished. It's going into its final edit, and I want to see it published, and I want to see myself out on um, book signing, and I want to use my book as a... um, Oh, a tool for creating all kinds of projects. So I'm seeing my book coming to fruition. You have your own project. See all the resources, the time, the people, the places, the things, all flowing together to help you create your project. For me, creating my project. And when your project is now close to being done, I want to see all the resources coming to sustain that project for as long as it needs to be. Oh, yeah, there's the people, the money, the space, the time, the concentration, the heart, all of it, just till it takes it to its natural fruition. And when you feel that's happening, wrap that in light and move it over to the side. And now... Now we're going to go into the Galactic Healing Center. And remember this, you have a wonderful consortium of beings around you, beings of intelligence, beings of many levels of intelligence all around you. And in and amongst that huge, huge group, you have access to so much out there in the many levels of consciousness, the many dimensions. We call in the healing beings, the ones that have a lot to do with healing, And see in your galactic healing center, see the healing table. And your little group of beings stands around the table. The first person to come and flop on that table is you, or me in my case. So it's all of us hop on this table and lay there. And you may have something you really want to be worked on. And you say that to your guides and angels and see the beings that are around you. See if you can see anybody around you. And they're working on you according to what it is you really wanted to have worked on. Now, sometimes we go into the Galactic Healing Center and we don't really know what we should be working on at all. So you just ask them, what is it I need to work with within myself? There we go. And they'll very often they'll instruct you. Okay. And so I've, I've asked for some specific help. And I'm sure you have, and ask to feel the presence of this guidance. That's it. And when you do, wrap it in light, move it over to the side. And now we have a fresh healing table, and we're going to replicate our team. Our team is really magical, so we're going to replicate them. Now, some of you are going through some big, huge shifts. And if you feel like getting on the table the second time, go ahead and do that because you've got more than one issue to deal with. Otherwise, I'm bringing in somebody who's in incredible pain again. And um, it's, it's uh, not terminal pain, it's chronic pain. But I think she's going to stand out of it. There seems to be some new understanding. So she's coming in to lie on the table. Yes. And um, there are several of you with chronic pain. I'm seeing like four or five of you. So there's five tables here. And our team is so magical. Each The team stands around each of the tables. 
and works with the various people. Now, with the chronic pain, I see one here who's moving from, well, it seems like it's past life stuff, and also... Um, You know what, one of them has a lot of chronic pain and it has to do with forgiveness and a lot of abuse that was hidden when she was a child. And um, part of the reason it was hidden is because in those days, people didn't feel like that was abuse, okay? So I'm saying, go into yourself whilst the healing team is working on you and let yourself feel how no one really heard or you didn't even allow yourself to stay awake for, for the kinds of pain that were, was being distributed to you, on you. Because those are where the, these things are locked in. And I see little nerve intersections that are holding back really hard. And you don't have to have that. The truth of it is, is if you can really encounter within yourself, those little um, interactions can be unlocked. That's what healing is all about, isn't it? And now several of you. It was one who's had incredible, she's conscious of having had a terrific amount of abuse and her healing happens, but when she's in a state of trauma, which she is about other things right now, the pains come up in a really interesting way. And remember, pain is something that tells you that you need to pay attention and you need to nurture yourself. <laughs> And so in her case, I feel like this is really, really important. As if she's going to create her way out of trauma, she has to find a peaceful way to be. So if we accept the pain, there it is, it's starting to get calmer. Oh, good. This is nice. Mm -hmm. And there's a fellow over here who's got an awful, like the back of the neck is very, very painful. I'm not sure what happened. I think it was two things. One is, uh, <laughs> I want to say, a chronic job of sitting and focusing with your head, which a lot of us are doing these days, whether it's writing or just computer work. And also you had a whiplash. So there were two things there. And we're asking uh, he our healing team to work on that right now. Oh, there it goes. Good. Okay. Okay, and so for the other people, I, I just want to say, just feel the presence of these beings. Good. All right, now we're going to wrap that in light and move it over to the side, and we're going to have a fresh healing table. And we're bringing someone in who's got a fresh, fresh grief. And the grief, uh, perhaps it's not so fresh, comes from a long-term illness of his um, precious spouse who's, who's now passed over. And in this healing, we're going to say if we could have the healing team, it's coming around again, we're having the healing team relax and calm some of the feelings that want to move through this person's body. Because when you're connected with someone for a long, long time, and then you part, in this case it's through the passing of the life, uh, the biochemistry has to all change too, doesn't it? So there's the presence of the person, and there's your identity, and there is the whole biochemistry 
And so I'm asking the healing teams to work with this person and anyone who's working with any kind of grief. Well, you can use the healing team in your own world for anything you want, but here we go. Because in this person's case, um, that's it. Just keep going. You can feel the vibrations moving through. And it's keeping those reactions coming up and moving because sometimes there's a feeling of weight inside of a person or there's a feeling of perhaps um, unreal, uh, stagnance, or something that's a very odd kind of a fixed feeling. <clears throat> and then we're going to ask the team to continue to move the energies through. That's it. That's good. And then we're asking the healing team to continue with that process as we wrap this person in light and move it over to the side. And now we're going to do a little political move here, <clears throat> a little prayer here. Let's bring in a situation. There's such an incredible number of situations right now. Um, I guess what we're thinking, I'm thinking of, uh, I don't know enough, I don't really study the whole political scene that well, but I know that Putin is being held as a kind of a dictator, and I know there's a release of um, the embargo against Cuba, and there's a lot of talk about, well, there are dictators all over the world, why do we want to suppress business and so on. <clears throat> and the thing with Putin is very, um, well, how I had it rephrased to me was that he's trying to return the Soviet Union to what it was. And the world isn't really allowing that anymore, especially not from the greater powers. I know there's a lot of places where it's still going on. So how about we bring some of the world leaders that are involved in, uh, in shifting the embargo or the punishment for having a dictator. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm being is we're talking about dimensional shifts and what I'm being is someone who wants to bring them all onto the table and infuse all of them with the light of consciousness to have it move up through them so that people get along differently. People can get along differently. There's enough for everyone, and people can get along differently. So let's just infuse all these various leaders. Instead of with dissension and hierarchy, let's just seem to uh, feel the rising lights that are coming through the universes. And also, as Galexis reminded us, that each of us is capable of creating and, and stimulating the, um, the lights that it takes for us to radiate into the world and make a difference. It's not a partisan thing at all. It's just a personal growth thing. We're able to create frequencies inside of our own body minds. We're also able to reach up with the mind as a sculpting tool and bring in some of the frequencies that are coming down at will. We can do that. And it's pretty exciting when you think about it. So I say bring in all these leaders and bring in the people of power in these different situations and have the lights move up through them. Move up. That's it. Move up through them. So that they become 
much more conscious and more uh, fulfilled within themselves that they wish to shine a bigger light for all the world. And that's it. not just for one little thing or their own protection, but for all the world. It's possible for us to move into oneness at this time. For me, it's taking a little longer than I thought it was going to, but never mind, that's reality. Maybe that's reality when you're a Gemini. How about you guys? What are you thinking about? <laughs> and now I want you to wrap that in light and move it over to the side and have these beings of leadership percolating away there with uh, many, many levels and many multidimensional helpers that are there trying to guide us, humanity, into uh, healing our planet and healing one another. And now we move that over to the side. And I want you to reach up with your mind as a sculpting tool and draw in some high-frequency energies, the salmony pink, hot pink color, very bright, bright, bright. And have them come down in through the top of your head and down swirling around and round and round in your heart. And have them run down your arms and radiate out your hands. And imagine patting various parts of the world where people are sick or people are poverty-stricken, or people are, are lost for whatever reason, or people are scared, or people are hungry. Pick a thing. And where the animals are, um, you know, uh, uh, like the Gulf Spill and Fukushima and all these different places where there have been horrendous um, pains in Mother Earth and horrendous costs to the world, Yes. And we just see ourselves sending higher frequency energies to those places and patting the world. So the whole world is radiant of this beautiful, beautiful salmony pink color, which is the color of harmony and expression of transformation. There you go. And just see yourself huge patting various parts of the world with this. That's it. And I have those uh, vibrations go round and round and round the planet and then come back up into your hands, roll up your arms, up into your shoulders, up through your neck, right out your head and back out into the great central sun. And then have it turn around and come back down, run through your head, right down your spine, through your feet and into the core of the earth. There you are, a little light being. Now turn and close off the Galactic Healing Center and jump into your star tetrahedron and spin and spin and spin. And let's talk. I'd love it if you'd call in. Call in. I, don't, I didn't write the number down again. Darn it. But it's sitting right there on your computer screen. Call in with your questions. And here's another thing I wanted to say that's very, very important. When you're going through a big change, like loss, like a grief, or we spoke of chaos, you have to go into chaos in order to evolve. You can't, what, what is it they say that the, sometimes um, evolution is lost to security. If we're, if we're hanging on to security, first and foremost, that we don't want anything to change, that is not going to lead you to an evolutionary stand, is it? So one of the things that happens when um, people undergo big losses is there's a huge change in identity it's just huge so i thought here we would do something tonight which is 
would like everybody to do this with me. It's a, a little exercise where I want you to call up your awareness. If you've got a paper and pencil, it helps, or a chalkboard or a whiteboard or anything. Make a list of all the traits that you're identified with. Tall, short, fat, thin, rich, poor, good cook. Um, oh, okay, who is it? Oh, goody. Nancy, I'm glad you're called. But I want you all, first of all, before I take Nancy's call, I want you to uh, make a list of all the things that you use to identify yourself, inside and out, if you can. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Nancy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad to hear your voice. Good. I did a bunch more work since last time I called you, and you had noticed I'd done a bunch of work last time. So I was, I was just curious what you would see after this, these two other big, huge shifts. Well, what what happens is you are much higher frequency than you used to be. Have you noticed that? Well, and you said that the last time, but since I called you last time, I've moved out a couple of other really huge things. So I didn't oh, know goody. if they well, let's were talk about that. moved out yet. <laughs> no, um, well, let's talk about that. When you say moved out, you've changed homes, you've changed locations? Um, no, I haven't done that yet, but there was a couple more past life things, and I wondered if I was the person that you were feeling during the meditation or not but um there was a couple more huge past life things that i that's wonderful because you know what's happened is you are much lighter in and around the belly and right up through from from the belly area right up through the solar plexus and into the chest area much lighter than you were last time and so you know when we encounter that's why i wanted to do this meditation which was a um this is not a meditation quite. Well, I guess it is, the identity one. Because when you encounter hidden issues, hidden beliefs uh, that come from past lives, when you really encounter them, they move. They move. And they're just old energy sludge, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And it was pretty dramatic what, you know, the thing. Well, tell us about it. I'd love to hear experience. about it. Well, uh-huh. this last year I've been moving now like seven different lifetimes. And I was having bleed-through experiences where you talked about the emotions and I was feeling emotions that didn't have any relevance to the proper, to the time now. So it was like um, having the emotions come up and not understanding at all and then having to try to find somebody to help me give, give me clarity on it. But, was, that hard um, to do? was it hard to find somebody who could take you there? No, actually, you know, I found somebody pretty pretty easily. I feel like I was guided to this person who got their gift, and so they've really helped me. And um, the only thing was is that um, the past few days I have been having a lot of stomach pain, so I was a little bit confused by that because I do feel a lot lighter and better, kind of like back to where I was prior to going through all this deep initiation I've been through, but this, I was a little puzzled about the little bit of stomach pain I was having the last few days. Sometimes we go through, we go back through it sort of like an inventory, don't we? You know? Oh, it's, 
Here, here's what, what it, it doesn't is? look like. It doesn't look like it's very much. It looks like you've got kind of a line of it. That's is it right into the solar plexus or the belly area? Yeah. Yes, it's well. I feel like it's in my solar plexus. Yeah, because here's how I'm seeing it, Nancy, and I could be, you know, uh, people at home, you can call in about this, but um, it looks like a kind of a line toward the bottom of your solar plexus and at the top part of the second chakra. And I would say it has a lot to do with, again, back to identity, has a lot to do with identity and a lot of your identity has come from like a lot of us, has come from other lives, and you're just moving it all through. So you're not quite finished yet because you're still alive, right? <laughs> well, you mean I'm not finished moving through the past lives yet? Is that yeah. what you mean? Or? Yeah, I was sort of being cheeky. Um, yeah, you're not finished. You're not finished this particular thing because it's such a complexity. It's just so many complex issues that were woven together from those lives. And remember, yeah. our bodies are like computers, aren't they? I mean, they're file folders all over the place, and and they hold certain things. So when I look at your stomach, I see how you have gotten. Uh, let me see how you have been power empowered or disempowered. Both those things is up for a discussion right now within yourself, you see. How you've been and how you've been empowered is changing radically before our very eyes. And so what you're doing is divesting yourself of some of the sludge that's still got to move. Who you really are. Well, I want to say this. uh, It makes me laugh. uh, Who we really are is never quite just one thing anyway. It's kind of like layers, time released. But what releases it is moving stuff that has confined us and contained us. And maybe it's from other lives. Maybe it's from training from this life. Or maybe it's just a concert of the whole thing. But you've got little bits of it left that are about to break free. You understand what I mean? Well, that's good because I'm trying to understand, you know, how to move forward and maybe I'm pushing it a little bit. I'm wanting it a little quicker. So that's good to know. I'm not quite complete with that. but Well, of course you want it quicker. We all do, don't we? <laughs> I, every now and then I stop my foot and say, okay, that's enough. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, just, but this yeah. isn't going to take you very long. You're not sick or anything, are you? You don't feel sick, do you? No, but I haven't been sleeping well, and I need to, yeah, I need to recuperate. It feels like the, these last two were the biggest things, and and, I, and hopefully they are, and that I just need to really take good care of myself and sort of recuperate it. It's really knocked, it's really knocked me into the dirt this last couple of years, but mostly this last year with all these things coming up. Well, I think I remember some years back where things were a lot harder for you, weren't they? Um, they're still, they're still not, you know, really, they're still not perfect. I feel like I had to do all this first before I can get the clarity and, and um, have things be better, but it's not horrible or anything. Yeah, I don't think, it's it doesn't look, you don't look as tense as you used to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've learned to surrender. <laughs> to. <laughs> now, I'm really glad you said that because for a lot of us, like we had people with chronic pain up on the beds and so on this time, and surrender is a really big deal 
for um, for example, uh, any kind of pain, any any chronic pain, and so on. I'm not saying I'm not saying it lightly. Like people with pain shouldn't have pain. I'm just saying that surrender does take the pressure off, doesn't it? Because you're actually yeah. And changing. mine wasn't really physical pain so much as as like I dealt with all the physical issues, and I was getting little bodily symptoms, but it was mostly energetic pain, you know, like emotional, spiritual pain, like from the past lives. So it wasn't really, yeah. Yeah. So I've been forced to have to surrender because it was just too much for me to deal with (laughs) on my own. Well, good for you. I mean, you know, I think it's really, really important stuff. I mean, it's really exciting stuff if you look at it a certain way. Because what is the goal? The goal is to be done with all that. You know, I don't know if we ever make that, but, you know, that wouldn't that be the goal ultimately? Yes. <laughs> to be a fresh slate? To be a... Yes. A... <laughs> well, anyway, that's so... what I'm feeling like is is happening through all this and... Maybe I'm not right, but that's what I feel like is happening. Like I no, that's been... that's worth it, then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I just knew, know what to do with the fresh slate <laughs> when I get it, <laughs> you know what's really interesting. Um, you know the whole thing about. I, I'm trying to remember. Oh, his name is uh, the guy who wrote Power of the Heart. We had him on uh, Paradigm Shifters re- recently. But he was one of the first ones that was really adamant about this. Uh, there were a whole series of them recently talking about how the prayer should really be just show me what I'm here to do, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's the prayer. And that's what you're looking for is, okay, just show me what I'm here to do. And as you get all this clearing going, and clearing going, it comes up. And the other thing I want to keep saying to people is that it's not only one thing. You might be doing something in this stage of your life, and then something else comes up, and then something else comes up. So you don't have to be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got lots of stuff coming up now. Are you going to stay in your location? You're going to move, aren't you? Um, I think so, but I just, I, I've just been trying to be in the moment and just deal with every day, um, you know, because it's really hard for me to, to move without a little bit more money. So I've, I've been working and trying to save as much as I can and just trust that it'll all understand. I'll know when yeah. it's time. You will. <laughs> and it's coming together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, join join hey, us from you. join us from listening about your identity. I think it might help you. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for your call, Nancy. Okay. All right. Thank you, Veronica. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, honey. It's all, it, I hope you've been writing down what your uh, what the points are in your identity. How do you see yourself? How do you see your identity? I want you to take a look at it. Take a look at all the pieces that you've written down about your identity. Are you funny? Are you serious? Are you artistic? Are you busy? Are you well-educated? Are you... Let me see. Um... 
<laughs> I was going to say, any of the religions, are you Catholic, are you Jewish, are you uh, important, are you a professional, how about this one, are you a professional, are you a success? Why don't you just build all of those little words like a Christmas tree and they're all the ornaments on it, okay? I want you to just keep calling up all the things you are. Are you hairy? Are you bald? Are you well-dressed? Are you casual? Yeah. Are you fierce? Are you soft? There we go. And as you build up, it's funny, I can feel the air, uh, the energy is building up as we keep talking about all these things. How would you to exaggerate all those feelings, bring up as many as you can. You might even have a big armloads full of these labels that you have. Yeah, I want you to exaggerate that big pile. And now throw them all up in the air. Woo! And have them just fly through the air. They're not on you anymore. Yeah. And what's left? It's funny, yeah. What's left? It's funny, I just turned my head. I'm staying at somebody else's house. And when I said what's left, there was this strange picture. It's very kind of uh, surreal. And it's got these flares like um, northern lights, I guess. And, and they're uh, shaped like a person, but they're all flares. And they're all the spectral colors, full spectrum colors. And so when it says what's left, I go, oh, yeah, that's perfect, actually. Because you're a vibrational being, aren't you? How do you feel when you drop off your identity? Are you what people think of you? Are you what you're called? Because as we go through these changes and we sort of meet various changes in um, dimensions, consciousness, vibrational shifts, uh, and so on, you're going to have to release a lot of your identity. And doing it consciously is really important. If you're really hooked on, remember we said earlier that uh, evolution is often stopped by a drive for security. That makes sense, doesn't it? If you think about it, if you're just going to stay secure, you can't really change, can you? You know, and security means something, let's see, if I say as part of my identity, okay, thanks. Deborah, I'll be with you in just a minute. If I... Um, if I want to stay the same uh, so that I can always be called this uh, Veronica's this success and she's doing this or that, I'm, I'm really confined, aren't I? That doesn't mean I won't do the same work my whole life. It means hanging on to it in a way that's not particularly creative because I want to be secure and I want, uh, you know what I mean. I mean, it's really, really important for us to think about that sort of thing because things are changing. People, uh, people are changing their careers. People are changing how they work. Families are changing. A whole bunch of things are going on. We could say we're in the chaos. Maybe it is the sixth dimensional chaos. I don't know about that yet because sixth dimension seems so much more... Um, or, 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 okay, sixth dimension feels so much more evolutionary than how I perceive the world right now. But even as I go to say that, I go, well, some parts of it are very evolutionary. Some people are accomplishing amazing, amazing things. So maybe I'm wrong about that. 
Anyway, Deborah, you're on the air. Hello, hello. I'm glad to hear from you. Hello. Um, One of my favorite wisdom quotes about a, a deeper introspective realization of of who we are and I don't even remember right now who who it comes from but I think it's one of the most beautiful things that I've ever heard and it's I am nothing and I am everything oh and, that's wonderful and, and and in between the two my life moves oh that's nice I like that a lot yeah. actually and I and I wanted to um, thank you so much for showing up live for us on Thanksgiving evening. That meant a lot to me. Oh, you listened that night. Oh, thank you for I saying that, Deborah. Did you're you're a good one for paying attention to things, aren't you? Too much, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, and you know, I, I think a lot of you know this, that Ramana Maharshi, one of his favorite uh, mantras, he taught a lot of meditation, and one of his favorite mantras was, who am I? And his, uh, to me, the, and, and apparently, uh, what's her name, Byron Katie uses oh, yeah. a lot of that as well. But what I really love about that, if you ever meditate with that as a mantra... Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? It's the most beautiful deepening. Uh, it, it, it is. You, it, you have the ex- your own personal experience of coming to know and understand a bit more of the infinite beingness that we are. Exactly. And it goes, I was going to say, it goes on for an infinity. It's a wonderful, simple meditation and very complex. <laughs> Which we are, but we're not what we are, right? Well, we're we're actually running away from ourselves and hiding from ourselves in so many different ways. But occasionally, we love ourselves a little more deeply and aren't so afraid to experience what that is. And um, I don't think we should beat up on ourselves for whatever time it takes either, because if we stay in the mode. You know, I have a deeper awareness of who I am, but I keep pretending that I don't know, and I'm trying to get from here to over there, then we miss now. <laughs> Good for you. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I also really love the idea of uh, focusing inward in such a way as to get in touch with our own uh, infinity. I like to call it divinity, too, because that's kind of what that is, Hey. Okay? Anyway, thank you very much for your call, Deborah, and thanks for mentioning the Thanksgiving. You're so welcome. <laughs> Soon we'll have Christmas. And uh, when is Hanukkah? Did we miss that, didn't we? Yeah, I love that. And I also really love the idea of uh, focusing inward in such a way as to get in touch with our own uh, infinity. I like to call it divinity, too. Because yeah. that's kind of what that is. Right? We'll keep doing that. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. Thank you. So this is Veronica Ambassel saying, 
Yeah, it sounds like we had a little bit of interference there. This is Veronica Entwistle saying thank you so much for your calls, for your calls. We had two calls. <laughs> and also the up-and-coming paradigm shifters is Tom Palladino, and he does the whole thing with scalar waves. He claims that he can heal pretty much anything using scalar waves. Well, I know some other um, healing systems, and it's just a really interesting subject these days because scalar waves are available to you and available to me. I asked him in preparation for our interview if, uh, you know, the kind of healing work that a lot of us do, you know, brings energy out of the middle. I mean, we're doing it. We do it in the in the galactic healing centers, don't we? And we're doing it with one another and we're doing it when we radiate consciously and so on. And I said, well, what's the difference between that and scalar waves? And he said, it isn't. It's just a matter of directing it. So he's going to be a very interesting man to talk to Oh, um, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. His name is Tom Palladino. So you can look into him before that and really get yourself tuned up. I'm looking forward to it myself. And um, happy, seasonal, joyous doodah to all of you. I hope you're all really enjoying some of the preparations. I always like to think of this as a season of rebirth. And I believe that that's what we're always about is giving birth to new levels of ourselves, new uh, gifts and skills, new consciousness of self, new relationship to our own divinity and infinity. So this is Veronica Entwistle saying thank you for listening to Radiance by Design. Check into my website, veronicaentwistle.com, and send me a question or some feedback about this show or any of the shows. Good night and much love to all of you.